0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to Living Truthfully, the podcast. Uh, we shall call this the Nini, the COVID edition, because hey, we. Hey, 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 I'm as Kenyans like we like to say, we It's no joke. You know, I've been asking you guys, COVID in our pelekaje. I, t- I ask you guys, uh, you know, how you doing? Are you washing your hands, uh, masking up? And I've been doing the same, Bana. But what? Same are being shown dust? <sighs> what a season, man. Uh, but yeah, how you doing? COVID in Uh Are you staying safe? Are you masking? Are you washing your hands? Are you social distancing? In fact, right now, I'm just staying home because that's what you should be doing. Well, uh, I got COVID. Yeah. I tested COVID positive two weeks ago. And what a harrowing experience that was. Yanni, I can't believe I went through that. I'm looking for a soundtrack, yeah, I need something to, yeah, something like that, so let me explain, two, uh, two, two Saturdays, three Saturdays ago now, okay, let me tell you the story, uh, and I don't know if I have enough time, because I'm about to call a doctor, because I feel like there's very important information that you that should have, so, but basically, you know, I, I think I got COVID from my daughter who possibly picked it up from school, um, or my kids who probably picked it up from school, and their mother got sick, uh, my brother got sick, all of us would interact with the kids that weekend, and the story of, you know, the sickness is, it's a long story, uh, and I'll, I'll share I'll share some of it with you. Uh, maybe maybe I'll do a separate pod just just now like after after my interview with the with the doctor I probably will do a a pod so that I give you guys a story or maybe after the interview with the doctor um, but I want to set up the interview with the doctor because I was sick I was already you know home with what felt like flu 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 symptoms though I had a crazy fever I had chills. Um, I was feeling lethargic, which was some of my symptoms. I had a cough, a very dry cough. Um, so i you know, I decided to go and get tested so i in fact, I was feeling so bad I had to call a friend to drive me, and so I go to the hospital and I get tested. They give me some meds, um, you know, just something to manage the cough, something to manage the fever, and some zinc. And then I go home. And why I want to set up this conversation with the doctor is because the next morning, they send you know, the hospital sends me an email with my results. And the only other attachment with this email is the Ministry of Health guidelines on home isolation and care, but not even really home care, it's like the precautions you should take while caring for someone at home who is sick. Not really how to care for the person, or what what the person should be doing. And let me tell you, getting these test results, which is already a scary and traumatic experience, and then not having any form of guidance on what to do with this information, Was probably one of the moments I felt completely lost, almost completely lost. I I now understand why, you know, like HIV counselling, HIV testing came with counselling. You know that thing for, like VCT, you know, voluntary counselling and testing. I understand why the counselling was such an important part of that testing because you need to be able to manage the information that you get from the test and we already are in a space where COVID is taking so many lives i personally have lost four friends in the last two weeks and i know some of you have lost your parents you've lost your siblings your friends and i'm sorry um you you have my sincere condolences if you're mourning the death of someone in this season i'm sorry it's i mean it's difficult you have to bury someone within 72 hours it's not enough time to mourn so i'm confused i've gotten these results um i sent a couple of friends a text telling them i've got COVID. in fact I felt responsible for some of the people I had sort of interacted with the week before. So I felt it was important that I tell them that I've tested positive so that if they get symptoms, they should go get tested, you know. And so I called a couple of people and one of the people I texted was my friend and, and in many ways a brother, an older brother, uh, Pastor Moridi Wanjao of Mavono. I'd been with him. The saturday before the saturday before I, te- I i tested and i was actually at an event with him and i told him i tested positive and the guy sent me information which turned out to be life-saving and one of the, one of the one of the, part of that information was some videos by some catholic doctors um sorry I, i'm running out of breath still a bit because talking is uh, it takes it takes I mean, I'm, I'm out of the 14 days. I'm feeling better. But the after effects is that, you know, you still, you still have some uh, of the effects. Mine are still, I'm still getting tired quickly and I still have a bit of a cough. Anyway, so the doctors, one of them turned out to be an uncle of mine. And um, I was so happy to see him because then I trusted the information. So he's the one I want to talk about. I want to talk to him and I'm I'm going to call him. So, he's called Dr. Homengari. Let me see, he's supposed to be available now. So let me see if he's available. Hold on. All right, it seems he's still busy. Um, he, he told me to call him about now. So maybe what I'll do, I'll give you guys a story um of my of, of you know my sickness. So basically uh, three weekends ago my kids come over. So if you if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, I'm divorced and so we sort of uh, I don't live with my kids, we share custody with my uh with their mom and every so often, you know, every we have we have like weekends we share. And so this was my weekend with the kids and they came and we had a wonderful time. Our weekends look like this. They look like A date night on Friday and date night basically is time I get to catch up with the kids and hear what's going on in their lives. Um, This is something they do both with their mom and myself, uh, depending on who has the kids over the weekend. They also get to eat whatever they want. Um, So we'll do takeout, we'll do pizza, we'll do Chinese or we'll cook, you know, they like my signature uh, steak and mushroom sauce. Uh, which sometimes comes with coconut rice or mashed potatoes um, <clears throat> or you know my roast chicken with stuffing and the stuffing has bacon, has mushroom, has onions, green peppers it's i mean you stuff the cavity, put a little butter in there, uh put the chicken in the oven, and it's it's quite something is nice and moist, and the stuffing makes for an interesting twist anyway. I'm not here to make your mouth water. But if they do, ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, So, we do date night on Friday. Saturday, we either get to do an activity like go to Karura, walk the dogs. Or, you know, sometimes just chill. Just hang out in the house. Uh, Have a normal Saturday in. Then Sunday, you know, when there's physical church, we then in-person church. We go to church in the morning have lunch, hang out a bit, and then they'd have to go back home because they have to prepare for school the next day. So it was one of those typical weekends. So Friday was excellent. Sato, we even did a small barbecue. Uh, One of my brothers came because they're cool uncles. And then uh, Sunday, we went to church because we'd already started doing in-person church. But halfway through the service, my daughter said she wasn't feeling very well. We'd already putting, we she already started showing signs of uh, a cold, so we'd already started giving her like vitamin C supplements to sort of help her beat the cold. Um, so Sunday we come back home early from church and we hang out, and my other brother comes and you know hangs out with them. Sunday afternoon they go home and on Monday, on Monday bruh, let me tell you, I had the chills. I had the chills. You know, at some point Monday evening, I'm just uko chilling in the house. I think I, I needed to, I was watching TV or something then I go pee and in the loo I shiver like literally shiver like like I'm feeling like I'm in Limuru I'm cold almost teeth chattering cold I couldn't understand it but maybe because I knew because I'd interacted with my daughter who was showing signs of having a cold I'm like maybe I picked up something from her and so sorry you're going to hear some chaos my dog has decided CG to do it. hes he's having a hyper moment Anyway, so uh, I go. I start popping vitamin C. That week I had like a consulting job, so I was, you know, seeing the going to see the client once a week. Just a minute, hold on. Shaka, put that down. Do not even touch it. Dogs. They think because we share a house, we share everything. Anyway, so. Friday evening, I sleep early. You know, the week has been fine. Apart from that, chills on Monday. I've not really had any other symptoms. But Saturday morning, I wake up not feeling too good. But I have a gig to go to. So, I drive to Athiriba. And I'm doing this. You know, I'm singing for this event. Uh, the past time, and his wife, had put together and a couple of other people for couples and money. If you don't know about the couples and money program, Google it. Look it up. It's quite something. Anyway... i do i'm i'm seeing for the gig i'm on dawa i can feel i can tell that this is just gonna go south i'm gonna be in problems i'm gonna be sick this cold is coming and it's coming fast by like 2:30 p.m that day the gig is not even over i'm like i can't handle i have to go home so i come home and i chill i chill on sunday and on Sunday, I called my kids' mom and I say, you know, I'm unwell, so maybe my interaction with the kids might not be too much this week. She says she's unwell too. And so we're like, we have almost similar uh, symptoms. So even actually when I went to test now on Tuesday, the Tuesday after, she went to test as well. And we were both COVID positive. So now I was telling you guys that this information comes at a stage when you're I mean, you're prepared for any result. But when it's positive, you sort of... I don't know how to explain. You sort of... Uh, you're scared. You get traumatized. It's, you knew it could be one of the results. And then I realized that I don't have any information on what to do if you get covid I didn't. No one close to me had gotten COVID. No one around. I mean, not that close. Um, I knew people who had been in hospital. Someone had come out. That same day, I tested. You know, a friend of mine, Pastor Roche, passed away. Uh, So, you sort of realize you don't know what to do. So, the first thing I started to do, I mean, I took some, some of the medicines I'd been given. Uh, but I don't even know now if I'm on medicine for COVID or if I'm just managing symptoms. Because that's what it looked like. I mean, you have some vitamin C, which I already had. Yeah, I was given vitamin D. No, I was not even given vitamin D. I was given a cough syrup and zinc and paracetamol. That's it. So, so I call, I call a few friends. Uh, some of the people I'd interacted with that week one, one actually my client actually, actually got COVID so and behind her whole family tested co- uh, for positive for COVID so I'm like okay maybe I'm responsible for that one I don't know I call other people who were like okay including Mugash who was in the last episode because that's the week I was taking vitamin C and he was here in my house you know uh, thankfully he hasn't shown any signs and it's been three weeks so we hope he never really got covered i was so confused i was scared and then let me tell you sickness and singleness does not go together what <laughs> yeah i'll explain shortly so I, uh, Pastor M sends me these videos from the Catholic doctors and, and, and thankfully one of the things that these videos do is they tell you what medicine to get on immediately. So I looked at what I had and I realized I was missing you know, an antibiotic, I was missing hydrochloroquine, you know, the, uh, vitamin D, I was missing something. So I quickly, you know, uh, called my friend, we went to a chemist, I bought these things and I came back home and I started my treatment. Treatment. Bro, let me tell you. I know we all have different symptoms. But I had a fever from hell. Hell. One moment, I'd be sweating. My clothes are soaked in sweat. I'm in bed, Danny. You can even f- see a sweat patch on the bed sheets. The next, meaning, the next minute, rather, I'm so cold, I'm shivering shivering for i need a hot water bottle i'm i'm now looking for a second duvet you know to put on top of the already very heavy duvet that i sleep with Uh, and a hot water bottle just to keep warm because i am cold af hey my head was heavy i had a cough from hell you cough for like a minute and i just cough 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 Cough, 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 and I've not even hit ten seconds yet. Cough. You cough so hard; it's a dry cough. Nothing is coming out. It's just an annoying cough. And when it's done, you you run out of breath, and just catching your breath, exhausted from the cough. Uh, I had a heavy, heavy head. I was lethargic, I was so weak. I any someone described it so well. So it, it's a kind of weakness when you, you if you're lying down, you sit up on your bed, you rest. From sitting down. I I remember going to the loo, it was such a task. You come back and you're so tired from literally a ten steps walk, you know? 10 steps going, 10 steps coming back. The 2 was bad. So, I think I may have eaten something that Wednesday. But I remember on Thursday, I was... uh, I was hungry at some point in the night. And I mastered strength to go and um, get some food. So... I, I live in a house with stairs, so I get down the stairs, you know, literally taking everything that I have. I go to the kitchen and I have food. Nikonachakula. Um But it's not cooked food. There is raw. Rice, raw spaghetti, minced meat in the fridge, you know, some nyanya, some onions. You have, you have the ingredients, but there's no cooked food. You have no energy to cook. Any, I don't even have energy to make turungi, which means putting water in a kettle, boiling it, and then putting a tea bag. I don't have the energy for that. But I'm starving. It's late in the night. You can't even a dish. You know what, guys, guys, you know what I did? There was bread, eh? I ate bread and water. Bread and water. Well, there was duo. I ate bread and a juice. It wasn't tasting, right? Because also part of what my symptoms is that I had this metallic taste in my mouth. And a dry mouth. Water was my friend. I colored like four slices of bread, maybe five with water. I was so happy. It tasted so good. I swear it was the <laughs> yeah, bread has never t- I don't even understand how we used to drink bread and soda because bread and water tasted so nice. So after I'm done eating in the living room, again, master strength, go back to sleep. But at this point I knew I needed help. And so I hollered at some people. One of them, my wonderful cousin Nyam, who had access to my house came brought me soup she cut up fruits made me dawa bro- brought me food i mean mugash himself when i told him the guy brought sent me food he cooked he cooked rice and beans and sent them to me and <sighs> i've been blessed i've had good people one of those days on friday i was uh, checking my oxygen levels the noximeter had gotten I don't know that it was faulty but my oxygen levels are reading like 86 85 86 87 I'd been told if they read if my readings go below 90 I go to hospital so Mimi nani my nasal readings pack my doggy take it to my kids of a bag of my friend who drives me and we go to see Nairobi hospital, there's a queue at casualty, so long and I'd already been told that that, that place was full, so um, I just I just go to the closest hospital, I mean Nairobi hospital was full, Agu Khan was full, and Pesha was full, so I go to Coptic. I tell them my story, they send me to ER, A wonderful nurse there uh, just tells me to sit and wait. And she tells me, I don't have any isolation beds, but just sit and wait. And then she says, let's check your vitals again. And good people. My oxygen levels were reading 92, 93. I was so excited. She said, what are you getting again? I told 86, 87. I'd even gone down to 84. She says, okay, let's wait a bit. We'll do them again. So, we wait. Maybe another 15 minutes. We do the readings again. And my oxygen levels are even higher. 94%. She says, call your doctor. Tell him what your readings are. I call my doctor. He says, do not pass. Go, do not collect 200. Go back home. And so, thankfully, I I get back home. And I, I, I could already start feeling I was getting better. My lungs, are sli- I was, my, my lungs were clear. I was breathing okay, just running short of breath. Hey, hey, what a horrible! I mean, there was a night, Thursday night, that Thursday before Friday, I went to see. I knew I was going. I, I'm not even joking. I was going to send a voice note to some guys. Come down stairs, uh, figure out how to keep maybe a door discreetly open so that guys can find me. I had morbid thoughts. Uh. If any of you have gone through COVID, you know, you know, you know how this feels like. You know what this story looks like. It's horrible. It's a horrible, terrible disease from hell. Saturday morning, I. So now I'm, I'm, a, I'm almost a week into it. Not even a week, I'm like four, five days into it. I go have my doctor check me out and I'm okay. I'm getting better. I'm put on blood thinners because uh, COVID has a way of causing clots. And that, that has actually happened to a friend of mine who ended up even getting a stroke after surviving COVID. He's better now. But what? That was touch and go for a moment there. I come back home and as soon as I get back home, this is like Saturday afternoon, I find my brother here, you know the one who came on Sunday, yeah, tight chest, I almost can't breathe, he's in pain, I, I, and I see him and I'm like, this guy has COVID, in fact I just give him some of my drugs, I'm like, start your medication now, we steam him, then I take him to hospital, we take him to do a CT scan, and the guy has COVID pneumonia, has uh, affected 10% of his lungs. <clears throat> He's better now, but as like, when does this thing stop? My kid's mom is recuperating. Thankfully, she was doing better than I was. I'm, huko, I'm sick. My brother has joined the bandwagon. Hey, can't we catch a break? So my brother, who also lives alone, I invite him over to come and he graciously does and he stays in my house as we take care of him. Me, I'm recuperating him. He's convalescing. But, you know, we got to stick together. By this time, i figured out a system for food. I have good friends. One of the people you must check out is at Bobo Eats on Instagram. At Bobo, Eats, she. You know, we got into an arrangement, and she get, provided food for us every day for last for the whole of last week. So, Bobo, thanks big up. That's my COVID story. My neighbor crossed the door, the road, Tosh's bro. Also got COVID. He's better now, but he got COVID pneumonia so. The path of recovery is different. Let me see if I can get Dr. Ngari. If if I'm not able to reach him uh, for this one, you know, we'll sort of... um, Oh, he sent me a text. He said, let's try tomorrow. So I'll try tomorrow. I'll try and reach him tomorrow. But for now, guys, um, that's my COVID story. In a nutshell... A lot of things have happened the last two weeks. As I was battling COVID, some gentlemen were battling being cancelled. And I know the debate has been, you know, loud and, you know, it's still continuing. And as a guy, you know, you sort of feel. An obligation to do two things speak your truth but also stand against you know also male victimization in a sense i'm not saying they've been victimized but there's a, there's a potential trend so let me start with my truth my truth is that whatever happened to and whatever has happened to many young ladies As a result of going on to dates with men that have ended up hurting them physically, emotionally, um, psychologically, is wrong. A, A lady should never be afraid or never have to feel afraid in her pursuit of love and affection and acceptance because she's afraid that a man might kill her harm her and I'm very sorry I'm very sorry that a young lady was pushed down 12 floors another one was found in a hotel room broken back I'm very sorry that happened it should never have happened and I want to say that those men are wrong what they did was evil And I hope that justice meets them. I'm very sorry. I'm I'm a father to a daughter, man. I pray to God that that never, ever happens to my daughter. And I've heard these people who say, Ati, oh, if I buy you something, if I buy you a drink, if I take you out, if Ati, men, are about investment, that's bullshit. There's no day a human being is an investment. No day that your search for love, search for companionship is an investment. That's utter nonsense. She is a complete human being and there's no day any man has any entitlement to a woman's body at all. We can never have unfettered access to a woman's body. You can't bite. Listen, even if she's in the trade, she still has consent, the right of consent, and she can say no at any time. And when she says no, you stop. So, that's my truth. The radio presenters, it's a whole different story. But I'll say this, I, I don't think the punishment was commensurate to the crime. To be honest, I think they were used as an example. And um, it's unfortunate. But I do realize that what they said was unempathetic. I do realize that they addressed the wrong person in that conversation. They should have addressed the perpetrator. Should have addressed the man or the men. Who feel they are entitled to a woman's body, and so yes, their perspective was wrong. I do think there was an opportunity to turn, to train, show them what they did different, what they did wrong, and how they could do it differently, and turn those voices into powerful voices. That's my truth. But it is what it is. I hope that the culture of cancellation will not be used against good men who are not yet woke wokeness is not a uh, we, we don't and i've had this conversation with with, with some uh, strong feminists and i've told them listen in my world in my culture in my upbringing in my worldview some of the things that i'm learning now are were not obvious and i know they say that information is out there it's my responsibility to find it but sometimes I don't even know that I need that information. As a guy, my worldview and, the, you know, my, you know, what you call patriarchy or, the, or the, the male privilege. The truth is, I didn't even know I had privilege. I don't know. Just because it's obvious to you doesn't mean it's obvious to me. And it was until one day I had the conversation about women who are um, afraid to walk at night because of men, I was like, "Huh." when I'm walking at night, I don't have the same fear. Well, I'm afraid of being robbed, but I don't carry the same fear as these women. And I realized I have an advantage. I was an adult well into my 30s when I was learning this. It was not obvious to me. Okay? And that's just one... Of the many things that I think I need to learn but to be honest you who is seeing it point it out for us please do not assume that we know it please do not assume that we need we we know that we need it please do not assume that you know until it's, it's like this thing for COVID until I got it that all the information that was out there had not been relevant to me. Then I got it. Then I needed that information. And thankfully, somebody sent it to me. Somebody pointed it out to me because I didn't even know where to start searching. All of you woke people out there, all of you feminists that are not male bashing, and and I applaud you for creating space, for creating room for women, for, for bringing... Um into light conversations that we need to hear. I applaud you. Please bring those conversations into light in a manner that will make you any like tell us, here, come and see, come and watch, come and understand, and then come and participate. Invite us into this conversation. I don't even know what is politically correct to say anymore. It's just that this is my platform. I'm going to live truthfully, so I'm going to speak my truth. I'm really saddened by the culture of men feeling entitled to women's bodies. I'm saddened by it. And my brothers, stop. Stop. If the roles were reversed, you wouldn't take it. You wouldn't accept it. So stop. Women are people. They're humans. They have feelings. They're not an investment. It's not a car you put in fuel and you expect it to go. No. Let's love them. Let's treat them with respect. Let's give them safety and freedom. An opportunity to thrive. <sighs> okay, so I guess I've ad- addressed two things in this conversation, but in some ways are related. Be compassionate. Be kind. Hear someone is going through COVID, Mazi. What I've learned from my friends is don't, don't 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 even ask them, tell me what you need. Send them what you have. If you have food, cooked food, send it to them. If you have, you know, something that they can use to steam, send it to them. If you have herbal things, neem, you know, I had friends send me neem, Marubaini. just send it to them. Act. Do something. In the same breath, my fellow brothers, act. Do something. Stand up against what other men are doing that's wrong, that's spoiling our name. Stand up for your moms, for your daughters, for your sisters, for your wives, your girlfriends. Create space for them. Safe spaces. And when we go wrong, call it out in love. I'm not a fan of cancel culture, so I'm not going to endorse that. But I'll still say you can call it out, and you can correct, and hopefully create a more empathetic society. And again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the ladies who've suffered in the hands of men. I'm sorry. I'm sorry also for you who suffered in the hands of COVID. or personally or you've lost people. I'm sorry. May the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding your hearts and minds and if you've survived it like I've done scripture says that we are comforted so that we can be a comfort to others call someone who's going through it encourage them let them know they can get out God bless you guys